German programming control. As a small biz pro, I so we grow. Using procurement programming control. I'm a businessman, yes, I'm an entrepreneur. Oh yeah, I'm a businessman, yes, I'm an entrepreneur. Oh yeah, I'm a businessman, yes, I'm an entrepreneur. And good afternoon and welcome to the Business Zone. We are happy to have you here. It is Friday afternoon at 3 o'clock and I am Crystal Mitchell, co-host of the Business Zone and uh, Gilbert Buchanan, he is my other co-host. But today Gilbert is ill. He um, uh, has COVID, as I mentioned to you last week. This week he's in the hospital, so we want to send out lots of prayers for him so he can get well. And so today I have a guest co-host, and he is Mr. Armand Santos. He's a digital consultant. So we got a great show for you today. We're going to be talking about digital entrepreneurship and how you make money online. Uh, this is the future. And so this is where we're going. And uh, he's he's got some exciting information to talk to you about and new platforms that are going to uh, launch at the beginning of the year. So we're kind of excited about that. He's also, in addition to being a co-host, a guest co-host, he's also one of my <laughs> business partners. I have a lot. You guys have noticed. <laughs> you have a lot of business partners. I have a lot of business partners, but they augment what I do. So it makes us, it it works for all of us, right? So That's correct. We, we support each other and we support each other's business and they bring a certain element to um, my business, and I hope I bring a certain element to their business. So I'm excited to have you, Armand. Thank you and welcome. Thank you for having me. Uh, thank you. All I want to all it took was the all it took was getting Gilbert on his deathbed, pretty much. Right? <laughs> I know, huh, poor baby. He'll be back, though. I'm fighting for him to be back. But on a serious note, you know, Gilbert, um, I think I mentioned to you, uh, Armand, that Gilbert was one of the individuals that when the pandemic hit, Gilbert went into isolation and he did not come out. Mm -hmm. And he was he played it extremely safe, probably more so than anyone. And then all of a sudden he uh, thinks it's safe to come out. He gets his vaccinations and uh, both of them. He was fully vaccinated, went to a friend's house for Thanksgiving dinner. And voila, he got infected and he is not a happy camper because the friend took it very lightly and he can't, he going to get well just so he can come out to curse the friend out. <laughs> I think he that's popped, he popped his head out once and all of a sudden, boom, right? <laughs> right. All of a sudden he was in, he was in, and so he's, he's pretty ill. Um, I finally talked him into going to the hospital yesterday. And he's um, there right now. You still in the hospital? He's in the hospital. He went on Thursday, and um, I, you know, there was just no more he could do at home to take care of himself. And so I, I insisted. I kept calling, uh, making sure. And so he went there. And so today, uh, when they got there, they ran a series of tests. So he has, um, I think, a double pneumonia. Oh, definitely had COVID. Uh, they had told him that um, if he had not been vaccinated, he would not be alive. Good and Lord. so um, so it's pretty serious. And yesterday when I spoke to him, his uh, blood pressure was fluctuating. And that's the seriousness of of COVID. I think if you don't know if you have underlining conditions, 
Mm. You don't you don't know, right? Because you're you may be feeling okay. You may have a couple of little things and you ignore them, but you don't know the severity or or uh COVID seems to, from what I my understanding is, it seems to go after the weakest part of your body. And so if you're not aware of what those are, and so I do know in the past he's had some blood pressure issues. And so now Yesterday they were trying to get it controlled. So send out lots of prayers for my my brother, and uh, we want to get him back here on the platform. We want to get him back in our community because he works hard for our small businesses as well. And uh, so much love, Mr. Gilbert. We are praying for you that you're gonna be back and you're gonna be back here on and doing the things the the work that you love to do. So just want everyone to know that. So Armand, how have you been? I too have been hermiting this uh, this whole pandemic. You know, we we just jump right into digital entrepreneurship. As you know, you'd mentioned that you know that that this is the future, and mm-hmm. I just got to say the future is now, right? It's it's not as if we're prepping for something that's coming. Some people are playing catch up in the digital space. Mm-hmm. I remember before before this all happened, you and I were were trying to push this message, mm-hmm. and a lot of people, you know, they 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 saw value in it but they felt like they had time, right? You know, mm-hmm. they, you know, they, they felt there, there was no urgency. And what's happened now with this pandemic, with everybody shifting uh, to digital platforms, everybody, mm-hmm. like, you know, we're, we're here on, what is this is restream we're on now, but a lot of times I spend on Zoom, like doing my, my consultations. Um, everything's gone digital. Mm-hmm. Uh, people who have digital components to their business have seen bumps. They've seen spikes. In revenue, mm-hmm. um, whereas other people who have physical businesses are struggling right now. If you, some of, some of the clients I consult with have seen major jumps in income because everybody's digital habits have just been magnified at this time. If you spend three hours online, you spend six hours online now. Mm-hmm. Right? Everything that you do digitally has just been increased exponentially because of all this extra time you've got by yourself. Uh, right. And everybody, like you said, everyone is sitting in front of their desk. And uh, whereas before we would spend a lot of time uh, out in our cars, we're mm-hmm. not in our cars. What are we doing? We're sitting in front of our computer. I literally have to walk away, right. go outside to my garden just to get away from my computer before I might eat, get something to eat and come back and sit in. Now I literally leave the computer. Uh, sometime my phone, I go downstairs, I eat at the table just to get away. So, cause that's what yeah. I would be doing if I was in an office. So and we are spending, what, what would you say hour wise? Maybe I'm, 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 I'm not typical. I, I spend way too much time. <laughs> I mean, even, even before this, because of the nature of my business, I spend a lot of time in front of the setup. Now with the way things are going, I spend way too much time in front of the setup. It, I mean, it, it's ridiculous how much time I'll spend here. But I guess the average person uh, doesn't spend this much, but they do spend significant amounts of time. Um, it just, I mean, and it's it's not a shift that is going to be changing anytime soon. Even when things fully open up, mm-hmm. businesses businesses and individuals have discovered things that they thought were impossible before. I remember mm-hmm. before this, especially working with, with my older clients, trying to get meetings scheduled via Zoom was a chore. They didn't want to do it. They didn't want to do Zoom meetings. Mm-hmm. And now that they've been forced to, they understand the power that is contained within that 
but I mean within that software. And it's like, you know, we our meetings are just as effective on Zoom mm-hmm. as they are live. Mm-hmm. In fact, I have to every now and then say, I don't want to do a Zoom. I want to have a phone conversation. <laughs> so I deliberately will leave out the Zoom link and they'll call me and go, I didn't get the link. That's because we're yeah. doing it. We're going to do old fashioned. We're going to have a call. Because, you know, unless I got something to share with you, there's yeah. really no reason for me to have a Zoom. Yeah. So I'm preserving both my eye time and your eye time and just to have some normalcy that we're not just sitting mm-hmm. in front of the screen. So. Well, and also, I mean, like, you know, for me, though, it's the Zoom replaced the live meetings, what it really replaced. Yes. Um, I can. And this is a this is going to sound really funny. We have one of uh, there's someone who I consult for, where I'm one of several consultants on this weekly. Uh, we're on a steering committee for a, for a larger corporation, and uh, one of the other guys um, always dials in, okay, uh-huh. and because um, he he's actually so I'm I'm steering the I'm I'm providing directional guidance, and this guy is the technical person actually running things on on the website that that's part of this. Okay, and we didn't know. For years, that he no he no longer lived in L.A. When we first started doing this, he was in like Pasadena, I think, or something like that. Okay. And then later on, we come to find out he's in Sacramento and he's been there for two years, and none wow. of us knew he moved. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he was able to deliver. I mean, and the thing was, the reason why is he insisted on dialing into the meeting every week. Oh, okay? so nothing and changed. They, yeah, and they accepted it from him because. He purely gave um, his input was purely technical. Okay, mm. so my so me they wanted me there live, mm-hmm. and they were willing to have him dial in because he, they didn't really need they because no he's 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 a web developer, and okay. so they didn't really feel like he had to be in the room. Okay. okay? Now when this happened, we were all remote. Mm. Okay, and now that we can move, we meet live again, they don't they don't necessarily they they, they found out that. We get the same done when I'm there, whether I'm not there physically. So we're never, yeah, we're never exactly. going back to me being back there live. Yeah, and I don't think a lot of companies are going to go back with people being live. In fact, I've actually heard that some of the larger um, organizations have um, created satellites, smaller satellite offices in areas close to wherever their employees, the majority of their employees, work. And so then they, if they feel that they need to come into the office, they can come in the office there. They don't have to spend hours on the freeway trying to get yeah. there. Um, and that's then, the big and, thing, the hours on right. the freeway. I mean, and by me, what I just want to get across is that this, these, these, the situation has happened over the past two years. I mean, it's really sparked a fundamental change that isn't going to be reverting back to the way things were anytime soon. Yeah, right. So if if you're not if you're not exploring options online um, as an entrepreneur, then you're, you mean you have to start. There's no there's no two ways around it. But actually, I wanted I wanted to back up a second. And I know that we're talking today about uh, digital entrepreneurship, okay, mm-hmm. how to make money online. But I want to take a step back and actually remove the digital part of it and just let's just talk for a second about entrepreneurship. Okay. Okay. Entrepreneur, I mean, like, you know, why even consider entrepreneurship, right? I remember, remember, on, uh, we were at, uh, we were manning a booth at Juneteenth, mm-hmm. and you were, you know, you, we were barking at, at people trying to get them to talk to us, you know, spitting <laughs> right. out things just to get their attention, right? There was one right. thing you were saying that uh, that got a lot of people's attention. Do you remember what that one thing was? It, it I, w- I was telling people that the movement 
um, for ec black uh, for economic empowerment is not going to happen by us just protesting or us coming to expos. It actually has we have to generate revenue in order to so that it recycles back into our community. That's basically there, what I was saying. But there was something you said though. You put it in a really catchy way, right? About mm -hmm. it, it, I, I want you to really remember what it was. Remember, it was about freedom. Do you remember what you said about freedom? Uh, what did I say? I say it all like, the time. You know, but... it's basically, okay, so I'll try to connect the dots for you. They, you were talking about freedom and they were talking and finances were involved in this thing. What, what, what did you say? You, I said you, that. Uh, you recall? I can't remember. It was really catchy. Okay, so what you had said was, <laughs> okay, now, there is no real freedom unless you're financially free. Oh yeah, that's what I remember said. that one. <laughs> yeah, that, I remember. yeah. There's no that one grabbed people, right? <laughs> you know, and it it grabbed people because you know that's a real. I mean, people don't think of it that way. I mean, like when you when you talk about freedom, most people don't. Their minds don't head towards that, right? But what's, mm -mm. I mean, it, it might sound kind of. I mean, it might sound kind of capitalist, and there's nothing wrong with that. Okay, I just want to say that. <laughs> nothing wrong with capitalism. Okay, but you know, what's the point of being free? If you're broke. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you're free to do what? Sit around twiddling your thumbs? I mean, like like looking at what other people have? I mean, like what kind of freedom is that, right? I know me personally, when um, money gets to a certain place, you know, like in the very beginning of the pandemic and you're like, oh, mate, it's, you know, I, you know, it's funny, uh, Armand, uh, at the beginning of 2020, I had all we had everybody had all these great plans, right? You know, I mm -hmm. was really put, getting ready to kick off my my speaking, uh, getting paid to speak because I speak all the time. But I was really <laughs> getting ready to kick that that tour off. I had some things lined up, um, had some conferences that I was going to attend. I was ready, right? I I, mean, I had projected out, forecasted what my revenue was going to be for the year. I was getting ready to launch an e-course. I was all ready for yes, that, I remember right? That. Yeah. Right? Remember, I was all, yep. I've been taking, I took classes and I was ready. We were talking about the digital entrepreneurship program that we were getting ready to do. Yes. We were, yes. we were ready to kick it off. And then after January, well, January was good. And usually my Januaries are kind of slow because- folks got to get into the mode to want to uh, pay their taxes. <laughs> and so they got to get in the mode to want to do their bookkeeping. So usually it kicks off about February and March when it really starts to get in, you know, go into high gear. By, but here my March changed. Everything shut down. All my classes that had been scheduled were uh, uh that were live. I no longer had them. I'm thinking, uh oh, what what does this mean? <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's like, wait, I can do these online. And so we start flipping until we got to the line. But I tell you, when my money gets a little funny, I'm not laughing. It may yeah. be laughing, but I am not laughing at all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when 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 something when something is weighing on you, I mean people some people go on vacation, but if if there's I mean they're they're physically out there on a vacation, but their mm -hmm. mind's not there because they're worried about something else, right? Right. And right, and, exactly. and, and rea I mean in the reality of today's world, what do we really worry about? I mean, health issues is one thing, okay. Yes. But but it's but it's proven, you know, there you know your financial status and health go hand in hand. It does. Right. Um, 
and I mean, uh, even even longevity. People live longer who have um, more wealth and more education. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just and it, it, it's it's not because it makes them healthier. It just makes them more concerned about their health. I believe is what I right mean, exactly. Mm-hmm. And it also makes them make better choices. Yep. Right. So you were telling people that you're not really free unless you're financially free. I mean, it, it makes great, it, it makes perfect sense. Um, and that's where I think entrepreneurship gets, it, it's, it's able to, to jut itself in there, right? Mm-hmm. In, I mean, if you're being honest with ourselves, uh, the American dream, which is, of course, we're all Americans now, right? This is mm-hmm. the U.S. For those of you watching outside the U.S., this is the U.S. that we're in. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the American dream, I mean, like what? What makes up the American dream? A lot of it hinges around stuff. I mean, like you know, the way yeah. lifestyle. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Part of the American dream is is the I mean the freedoms that we have by being here. But like we said once again, you're not truly free until you're financially free because you know the, the part of the American dream. People talk about the white picket fence type stuff, right? Right. Exactly. You know, and of course, when we say white picket fence and all that, that really means that's home ownership. And we are in California. I don't know where all you guys are watching are at, but we're in California, and home ownership doesn't look the same here as it looks in Arkansas. (laughs) No, or anywhere in the South, anywhere, 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 right? Anywhere right now, right? I I wonder why we live here. (laughs) Tell you the truth, right? Yeah. When guys like Elon Musk are running for Texas, why am I still in California? That's my that's my question. (laughs) Well, there's a couple of reasons I'm not in Texas, but. That's true. One go, voting but, has a lot to do with that. Entrepreneurship makes that when we yeah. look at the American dream, can you achieve what you want? I mean, everything that you want in life. I'm not I'm not talking about I'm not talking about you know those those um those I, I don't want to call them unattainable dreams, but, mm-hmm. I, but I'm not talking about like those. I wish kind of things like, you know, guys who want to have like a fleet of a fleet of Rolls Royces, uh, like, you know, a mansion in every a mansion in every in every state. They live, you know, not, not that kind of stuff, but I'm talking about reasonable American dream level type stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Can you really achieve that working nine to five for somebody else? You know, there was a and, and I didn't uh, we, uh, had, uh, I read something. It popped up in my news feed where this attorney uh, was working. Her dream had always work, been to work at a high powered attorney, uh, law firm. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, she got she went to Harvard, came out top of her class. And so she actually got that job that that uh, um, the dream job, the dream job. Right. And she was working so hard. She was making about a quarter of a million dollars. But she realized that, wait a minute, I have no time for myself. I'm working 80, 90, 100 hours a week, which really now means I'm working minimum wage because of the number of hours (laughs) that you're working. And in, in those kind of environments, if you're not working hard, then you don't need to be there. That's why they brought you there. So she, she decided to get her a podcast. She start blogging until she was making enough money where she could replace her job. She's given up being, she gave it up. She says, this is not the life that I want to live. 
where yeah. I'm at work all, all the time. I'm yes, I'm making big a lot of money, but I can't spend it because I can't go anywhere. Can't go on vacation. And when she had gone on vacation, her boss called her back or spent all that time calling her all day long. So she gave it up, and so now she has a blog that is uh, that has actually exceeded what her previous, she was yeah. making. Yeah. She's replaced her job with her own business. And, you know, and that's the funny thing about this. Um, that's there. There was an <laughs> this is going to uh, this is kind of funny. There there was a saying um, back in the 1800s. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was about it was an equality saying. It's like, um, was it God made man? But Colt, uh, was it Sam Colt made him equal? Yeah, it's, you know, <laughs> it's, it's a promotion for the firearm. Right. 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 Okay. But, you know, that that's the thing about the online environment. OK, so let's let's jump. Yeah, we can jump right on in. We'll, and we'll, we'll jump all over the place here. So we're talking. OK, so your example, that attorney is somebody that, that that's one of the few examples of a person who can potentially achieve the American dream of a job. Right. Certain mm -hmm. jobs pay enough, mm -hmm. but they're not for everybody. Right? right. I don't really believe that anybody who wants to become an attorney can become a successful attorney. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's just not, it's not in everybody's cards. Not everybody right. can be an attorney. Not everybody can be a doctor. Mm -hmm. Not everybody mm -hmm. can be like, you know, like, you know, high end structural engineer. There's some jobs pay enough, but they are, you're, 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 people are limited by, you know, by, by their own capacities, by maybe their ability to afford the educations that go with them. Mm -hmm. Right. Th those are not for everybody. No. Sometimes people smart enough are not going to get there just because they just can't afford to get the degrees. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. Um, but that's where this pops in. So you talked about an attorney, um, a person who had a solid American dream level job and replaced it online with their own with their own business. Right. But the funny thing about it is, again, you don't have to be the kind of person who can become an attorney to make money online. I mean, like the, the online environment is the that is that is the great level playing field, I think. Mm. So anybody, anybody. basically. As yeah. long as you have something to talk about, something something that you can share. Well, as that... long as you understand one thing, as long as you understand one thing online, you have the capacity to earn there. Okay, and you know, being being an online entrepreneur has the same risks as being an, entre an entrepreneur in the physical world. You know, ninety five percent of businesses fail within the first five years. Right. That, that's the hard statistic. Um, and actually, I, I saw where that comes from. I, it's, it comes from, uh, what's it called? It comes from, um, oh, shoot, I'm forgetting what it is now. It's, it's, the, um, it's the SBA. Mm. The SBA puts out Yes, that the SBA does. Okay. Yeah, you can. I saw, I saw, I saw the, 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 the statistics behind how it, it's not as straightforward as it sounds, but that effectively is the end result. 95% mm -hmm. of businesses fail within the first five years. Yes. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's that, that's just, you can't escape that. You know, that's like, it's like th that should be added to the list, you know, death taxes and 95% of businesses will fail. <laughs> <the first> <laughs> that's how I think it should be. <laughs> I got you. Thank God. No coffee on your nose there. Right? <laughs> But you know, it is, it, and, and you're going to fail in the first five yeah, years. It's a hard and fast rule. You know, that's, right. there's no escaping it. No matter how special your business is, no matter how good your idea is, no matter how well you're funded, you're still subject to that rule. Yeah. Okay. Having, you know, having, uh, you know, a solid business plan, having good funding, you know, having experience, hiring the right people, that all helps to make it. 
right? Mm -hmm. But you still have a risk of failing. Like a lot of people went into business coming out of 2019. They started some really big businesses up and they thought things were going to be great in 2020 and look what happened. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. besides, besides the market not being what you thought it was, besides the economy, you've got plagues happening now, you know? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Oh, yeah. There's so many other external yeah. uh, things that could help perpetuate the 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 your the failure of your business, yeah. right? A legislation passed by someone that doesn't have a vested interest in your state or your community that you you're in could level. Look what has happened to um the in the state of California to the independent contractors when mm -hmm. they decided to come up with the AB5. Where you know redefining what is a a, a, a um an independent contractor that yeah. that changed a lot of business models, um, and I and I and I kind of marveled at it because at one moment we were uplifting and going how innovative to be a disruptive business that is disrupting the taxi service and and they're so, making it right and giving oppor people opportunity to create their own entrepreneurial type of business right and all of a sudden boom and boom well let's just take that away <laughs> yep. i mean all sorts of i mean that that's the lesson to be learned all sorts of things can happen you the it, it, it makes you, it makes you leery. Okay. So having, knowing that, so knowing 95% can fail, I mean, like why do, you know, it makes entrepreneurship sound a little bit less attractive, right? Yeah, it does. It's like I can go nine to five for somebody else. Yeah. I may never achieve my dreams, but at least, you know, I'm, I'm not going to fail. Right. Some people may look at that way. Yes. And if we were talking about business in 1970 and 1980, I would kind of agree with you in some ways, but not today because, you know, yeah, if you opened up a restaurant, if you dumped your life savings into that kind of a business and you failed and couldn't come back, yeah, that's devastating. Mm -hmm. But in the digital world, you can you can do the one thing that I believe can help you mitigate that risk. If not, let's, let's, let's use a, a more even number. If nine out of 10 businesses failed, mm -hmm. okay, and I, I know you know the answer to this, you know, the the way that you can almost guarantee. So, I mean, if you want to use the statistics, if you want to follow the numbers, like, you know, strictly mm -hmm. nine out of 10 fail, how can you be assured of having one that succeeds? Um, well, when I, when I teach one, you obviously have to make sure you have a, a solid business model that can generate revenue. Uh, you have a, have a, have, you must have a real clear focus on who your target audience and your target market mm -hmm. is. Um, thirdly is great if you had capital, especially if you have a product based business and you had an infusion of capital, uh, with service based businesses, you can actually start and launch a business for far less, but you do have to have a market. You have to have a target market and, and an effective communication to get to those individuals. So you're pretty much laser focused. So that kind of, I mean, it's still a calculated risk. But yes. that really kind of does give you a more a steady pathway to being successful. Now, let's talk about now. Th those are all things you can do with your individual businesses. Now, let's talk about a group like investors. OK, like right. a, a group like Shark Tank, like for example, Shark Tank. Right. Right. So these guys look people like that. Look at at um, at hundreds of thousands of prospects every month. 
Mm-hmm. How many different people are coming to them to invest in their business and they're, they're looking at it and they're cherry picking. They're looking for the cream of the crop, the best of the best. Right. Okay? And even out of those best of the best, we're using the more rounded number now. Let's say they pick out of a, out of a thousand prospects, they pick a hundred that, that, uh, that they feel are the best of those thousand. Right. And out of that hundred, they pick their top 10%. The, the, the ones that they really think are winning. All these, all these on paper are winners. Okay? Right. Now they take their top 10, okay, and they invest in those top 10, right? Then knowing full well that out of that top 10, statistically speaking, nine will still fail. Mm-hmm. Okay. The one winner pays for all the losses. You know, they, that's the answer to qu- that question. Like all those 10 businesses that they invested in all had what you said. They all had all those those components in place. They were right. all winning ideas with manage with the with the proper management, the proper capital. Everything they had was in there. Mm-hmm. Okay, nine probably nine statistically will still fail. Okay, mm-hmm. but the one is going to make it, and that's how you beat it. Mm-hmm. If nine out of ten businesses will fail, just open ten solid businesses. Okay, now. Ah. In the real world, that's not really do you think, oh, that's not doable. But the thing is, is that large corporations like large holding companies that, that run restaurant groups, that's what they do. They have multiple brands that they launch simultaneously. And the ones that that peter out, they convert them into the ones that are winning. Right. Okay. They invest in multiple businesses simultaneously. Okay. Mm. But how can we do that as individuals that don't have billions of dollars of investment money? Right. Right. The online environment lets us do that. Right. We can open up 10 digital businesses simultaneously if we wanted to mm. okay, with relatively little capital. And what would those businesses look like? Let me actually let's take a look at that for a second. And actually, oh, I just my mind just blanked on something. And I'll talk about relatively little capital. Um, you know, that's it. This this is a scenario where you don't fear fail because you know as a business person we've been we've been working we've been out there as business people for de- literally decades right 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 I learned more from the things that I failed at than the ones I succeeded at well isn't that what it's supposed to I mean that that's that what that's I, what it should be that's, that's what you're what supposed be. to be doing right is to but a learn lot of, a lot of entrepreneurs never get past their first failure yeah because they put everything into that one thing they swung for the fences it failed they were embarrassed they had no more money left and they just went on back to their nine to five Mm. right they should have learned from from that failure but they they weren't able to just because of uh, because of life Mm -hmm. but the online world the digital world allows us to do that and and um let's actually talk about what those businesses are um those bit online there's oh hold on let's let me do a can we pop up that screen share real quick? Yeah, we can. Mm-hmm. Here we go. So here we go. Um, oh, by the way, um, for those of you watching who do not know, um, DigiNet is the Digital Entrepreneurship Network. That is a working logo right now. And it's a learning community that we are launching in January to supply this information and this guidance out there to help people to discover what's available to them. Okay. The online world is what we're talking about. And... I think it's important to understand the environment. Okay. Mm-hmm. When when I ask people, 
Because okay, so um, my my uh, my title is this. I, I'm a I'm a digital consultant. I've been a business con- a business consultant for a long time, and we were physical before. And I help people set up their businesses in the past physically, now digitally, and in the physical world. When people want to, they come to you wanting to have their own business. A lot of them want to open restaurants. And the funny part about them wanting to open up restaurants is their only experience in that world is eating at them. Mm. Right. Like, you know, they figure, oh, I eat enough restaurants. And that's really fun because I've actually had clients who come up to me and, you know, we're talking about, about you know, the, their, their experience and why they're getting into the business. And they feel that they're experts in the restaurant field because they eat at them so frequently. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, and a lot of people think that way. A lot of people want to own their own clubs. It's like, what qualifies you in a night to own your own nightclub? Oh, I mean, like, you know, they, they feel themselves to be masters of the nightclub scene because they're always partying. They're always at nightclubs. Right, right. Enjoying a nightclub, enjoying a restaurant doesn't give you the experience you need to run one. Just because you, th- you mean, like, you know, you as, a, you as a customer have all these ideas for how they can be better, right? But what customers don't understand is sometimes the reason why they don't implement the kinds of ideas that you have is because it just doesn't work for them as business. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and a lot of people don't understand it, but I'm getting ahead of myself here. Let's talk about the digital environment. I was talking to one of my clients recently, and we we're talking about businesses he wanted to diversify himself into because he's had a pretty good run right now, and he wants to open up more streams of income. And everything he was talking to me was about was physical. You know, he wants to have a couple of you know, clothing. You know, he wants to open up some clothing lines. He wanted to do a food truck. Everything was physical. And I'm like, why, why aren't you? looking at some lower investment, higher return businesses like online opportunities. And he's like, oh man, I mean like, you know, I, I, I'm not really in that space. I, the stuff that, I mean, I, I want to be in, I want to be doing something I'm familiar with. And I pointed out to him and like, dude, you're not, you're not online. I mean like, you know, he's to him. And we talked about this earlier to him being online, you know, the online business was, was Amazon. Like was, it was shopping at, at, at Best Buy online. He didn't realize that that visiting any online site is is patronizing somebody's business. He didn't right. have that, he, he didn't know that at all. When he realized that he's been a consumer for his whole adult life, he's been helping people online make millions of dollars, and he didn't realize it. Now he's open to the to the concept, right? Let's talk about it real quick. Um, here we go. You guys are in, in for, for a, a treat. treat. Here we go. We're diving in now. We're diving in deep. <laughs> okay. This is Digital Entrepreneurship 101. We're not going to get through this whole thing. We're just going to really talk about the most important part is how you make money there. Okay. So everything that you've seen online, it, it all it all breaks down into five main revenue opportunities. Okay. So we're going to talk about understanding the digital environment. Everybody watching this has is a digital consumer in more ways than they realize and you and you'll you'll see it as we go along let's let's take a peek at this okay so let's talk about monetizing your digital platforms and digital platforms a lot of people when we talk about the uh, the on uh, the digital environment they're thinking oh youtube or perhaps instagram and things like that okay the backbone of most successful online presences are websites okay the things we just mentioned, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, you know, all the social, the social platforms, those serve to funnel traffic 
back to sites. Yeah, that's what they should be for. They're not the end all be all. They're just spokes on the wheel. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about monetizing these digital platforms. There are five main revenue sources and you will see how you pay people without even knowing it. The first one is advertising. Okay, advertising. Let's look at examples of, of digital advertising. Because I, I, for, for each one of these, I have, I have actual examples. Let's look at this. So this is a company called The Spruce. This is their website. Um, actually, let's go to their homepage. This is their homepage. This is their, this is their food website, The Spruce Eats. They have other websites. They have websites about pets. They have websites about home DIY. They have, uh, what is the other one? Eats, pets, um, the regular spruce. They also, have, oh, they have, a, they have one about crafting, believe it or not. Okay. So this is their, their food website. Okay. This is what advertising looks like. When I clicked on this beef short rib recipe, I'm getting these Best Buy ads popping up. That is advertising. Okay. Those ads are not being, they don't have a relationship with Best Buy. They have a relationship with an advertising agency. And when I pop onto this page, I get shown ads that, that reflect my, my, uh, my surfing um, patterns. Mm -hmm. you know, I buy electronics. Okay, so I'm getting Best Buy ads. I'm a foodie. So I'm going to get stuff like this. Well, actually, no, that, that's just a straight up video. There we go. There's a Campbell Soup ad. There's a Genesis ad for like what was Hyundai. It's now it's, was it Equus? I can't remember. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm getting an ad for fiber for some reason. Okay. Fiber <laughs> Max. <laughs> okay. That, that's your browsing history. That's huh? my browsing history right there. So, okay, good. I'm getting an ad for Hennessy cocktails, right? Okay. Bank of America. Every time these ads pop up, they get paid. Now, am I searching? Have I contracted with those companies or are they finding me? They're finding you. So this website has an, has a contract with an ad agency. And the way that, I mean, that's why the online environment is so awesome for your ad. If you are going to be buying advertising, the online world is great because your ads are being shown to people looking for products like yours. So if you, if Crystal, if you popped onto this website, the same website, the same page right now on your computer, the mm -hmm. ad would be different than the ones that I'm seeing. Right. Okay. Because it's tailored to you, whereas these are tailored to me. Okay. okay. That's advertising. This is how advertising works. Now this, the Spruce Eats is owned by a company called IAC. And IAC is a multi-billion dollar holding company. And the Spruce Eats is one of their top, and, and the Spruce itself, this, uh, this, this, um, their monetized websites are one of their top producing segments. Okay. okay. I think they make, they make hundreds of millions of dollars from these websites. Wow. Okay. Now, fact, how much, how much could I potentially make from, from the advertising, uh, resource, the revenue source? It, it, it all depends on the, the level of traffic, number of people visiting your site. Okay. Right. That's, that's, it's all determined by the number of views you get. And that's why I was saying earlier that if you want to make money online, there's only one thing you need to know. And you need to know that it's all about the consumers. You need to create content that people want to see. Mm. Okay. Large numbers of people. Okay. You don't want to create stuff that has very limited audience. You want to create stuff that is popular. 
people are already looking for it and you want to give them what they're looking for. Okay. The online world is not about innovating. The online world is about finding out what everyone is already looking for and jumping on that bandwagon. Mm-hmm. Okay. One of the biggest things is food. Let me show you another one. Uh, another another food-based uh, group. And you're so right about food, um, Armand, because um, I, I couldn't watch, I couldn't find anything on television to watch the other day. So I went through, and you know how on the reality TV shows, they have a lot of food um, um, reality shows. I must have watched four or five of them that was just about baking and that's, that's a competition. That's one of my secrets. If, if you, if, when, when, when clients come to me and want to get into this and they want to, they want to learn how to, how to publish content for profit, they ask me, what do I want to publish about? Right. When we first started doing stuff like this, we talked about, you know, turning your passions into profits. Okay. That is a good and bad statement because, it's good because, yeah, you, it can be done. It's bad because sometimes somebody's passion is stamp collecting. No offense to stamp collectors. You know, it's a, it's mm-hmm. a, it's a, it's a cool hobby. I mean, I, I collect stuff, too, that, that has a small audience, right? But you're not going to make a seven-figure income with a website about stamp collecting. <laughs> I mean, you might. You can prove me wrong. But I just don't think that there's as many people out there looking for information about stamps as there are looking for information about food, right? Mm -hmm. And so when people say, what should I publish content about? I say just that. Look at what reality TV does. You know, look at the topics they cover. You know, look at, go go to your grocery store. I mean, this is going to sound weird, talking about a digital platform. Go to the grocery store. Go to that area that nobody visits anymore, the magazine Mm -hmm. aisle, right? Look at the magazine aisle and look at the topics covered by the magazines, right? That's how you figure out what you should be publishing, okay? Those are topics that they only publish those magazines because a lot of people are interested in those topics, Mm. okay? Um, So listen, here's another one. So the first one we looked at was the Spruce Eats, which is a large corporate website. This is Pinch of Yum, which is a mom and pop operation run by a a really friendly, uh, awesome young couple who live in Michigan. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry, not Michigan, Minnesota. It starts with the okay. end. It's snowy. Okay. <laughs> um, and this is a mom and pop website. Okay. And in fact, there's the mom. <laughs> mm. That's her. Her name is Lindsay. She runs this. This is her business. Her husband, Bjork, is her partner in this. And they started this up a couple of years back. And it's just a website about someone who just loves food. They don't, they don't cook it professionally. They just enjoy consuming it and they just find themselves gravitating towards food. And so they made mm-hmm. this, right? This is a seven-figure site. This site nets them seven figures yearly. Okay, so you your question was, Crystal, how much can you reasonably expect to make from advertising? Let's look at that. Here's here's one of their their, their posts. And look at the ads. There's a there's a room. Okay. Why is it showing me Roomba ads? Okay. <laughs> oh, is that? Do you have the little uh uh va- Oh, cause it's Christmas. It's but Christmas. Is it- it's, yeah, it's Christmas, and that's a good gift. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll accept that. Okay. <laughs> Here's another ad right there. Um, there's another one for what is this? Oh my God, my struggle to keep my weight off. 
<laughs> oh, this is getting too real. Okay. <laughs> there's there's her husband Bjork. Okay. Um, what's this one for? Okay. This is getting embarrassing now. This is a uh, this is an ad for for poise. Okay. I think that's <laughs> okay. So okay. So obviously, so I'm an <laughs> okay. So I. I, I am a digital consultant, so I look at all sorts of different sites to get. Okay, I, I'm just gonna I'm gonna stop right there. Okay, <laughs> let's see what else we got. Hold on. Let's see what else I can embarrass myself with. Okay, here's one for you, the children. Okay, that's mm -hmm. not bad. Nice. That's not too embarrassing. Okay, what's this? There's another ad popping up. Oh, investments, Charles Schwab. On the bottom, there's another ad. What is that? It's poison again. Dang it. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so that's and here's another one, Mercari. Don't know what that means. Um, anyway, this is a mom and pop. So they, I would say that. I, okay, I've seen I've seen their numbers. Seventy mm -hmm. plus percent of the revenue comes from advertising, in that form. Mm, wow. So they make a this site nets a minimum of of an even seven figures. So let's let's just call it an even 1 mil net per year, right? If it was a $1 million net per year for this website, then $700,000 comes from those. Okay. Mm. And that's why I listed it first in this list of ways you can make money because it's one of the most powerful, but it doesn't kick in until you have more traffic. Now okay. were, did Lindsay and Borg have any special talents that they had in order to make them so successful at this? The one special talent I feel they had was their discipline. Mm. They started and they consistently posted. It started as a hobby that okay. grew into, it started as, it started as a bit of a hobby slash passion that grew into a, uh, into a part-time, into a little, it's a nice little part-time income mm -hmm. that grew further until they replaced their jobs. Okay. Okay. And then now, you know, they, they I mean, they're, they're legitimate millionaires off of this. Mm. Okay. And I show you them, I show you them because this is the, this is the mom and pop version of what we did. The other one we saw this other one that we looked at, um, this, this Spruce Eats, their numbers are staggering. Okay. The overall company that owns them, mm -hmm. I think it's something like, I don't want to misquote it. I want to say that they make somewhere the neighborhood of. Oh, what are they? Uh, hold on, let me take a look. I believe IAC, mm -hmm. which is which is their which is their. Um, here it is. This is their this is the company that owns them. Okay. okay. You will know you, you will uh, you will recognize some of the brands they own. Okay, Investopedia, Investopedia, Daily Beast. Angie, mm -hmm. So the Angie companies, Angie's List, they own that. Okay. Okay. Now there's a bunch of new ones here. They just bought these new ones, Food and Wine. They really doubled down on food content because food content is a big earner. Okay. They really went crazy with that. And Daily Burn. In, in fact, fact um, I'm looking at uh, an inf uh, infogram and it says that, and I have it up here on the screen, 84% of consumers make purchases after reading about a product or service on a blog, but the food bloggers are the most influential and they say that food bloggers have four times as many 
followers than any other industry with an average of 20,000, 23,000 monthly unique visitors. Yep. It's one of the most powerful. That's why everyone wants to jump into that. I'll take a look at this. Let me take a look at this one. Is this is the, um, is this the 2021? Okay. Okay. Here's IAC's 2021 results. Um, let's make this bigger. There we go. Mm -hmm. So here's, so IAC owns a lot more than just those type of businesses. They own a lot, they own a, own a lot of others. Mm -hmm. They also, they also recently spun off one of their other businesses. They, they own Vimeo. Oh, they own Vimeo. Yes. But they spun it off. Uh, so it's no longer being reflected here. Okay. Okay. So look at this dot dash right here. Dot dash. This is the, the division that owns those websites. Dot dash is their monetized website division. Mm. Okay. Actually, what it, I call it a monetized website division, and what it really is, that is their content publication division. They are a content publisher. Mm. They're like the companies that make magazines. They're, they're like Condé Nast is just like them. Okay. Condé Nast owns GQ magazine, um, Cosmopolitan, and all the websites that go with it. So Condé Nast is one of the older publishers. Dotash is a relatively new one, but they are one of the fastest growing in the world. Look at this. In the in the second quarter of 2021, mm -hmm. Dotash earned 73, oops, I got to highlight it, 73.3 million dollars. Wow. And that's the quarter. That's the quarter. That's the quarter of the first second quarter of 2021. Okay? Wow. Now, when you compare it to how much they earned in the second quarter of 2020, look at that. In this economy, in this COVID world, they earned 30, $29 million more that quarter in 2021 than they did in 2020. Wow. And what's crazy is this. Let's, let's look at that. Let's, let's look at first quarter. Let's look at 2020, quarter one. And let's let's um, let's let's expand that. Twenty twenty. See, see, Vimeo's Vimeo is still there and is is reflected. Mm -hmm. They did forty four million dollars in the first quarter of twenty twenty. That's in COVID. An increase of ten million dollars over the same quarter in twenty nineteen. Wow! In this economy, they continue to grow. That's amazing. Okay. Because their entire business model is online, and when, and when this when this this pandemic hit, they made more money naturally because of it. I want to show you something that's really staggering. Dot dash. Where is it? No, go back up. Dot dash. Look at this. Mm -hmm. Okay. They're talking about the increase of revenue. Okay. Actually, where's where's the one I want to show you? So if you if you had a small business that especially if you had a business that most of your revenue came from walk-in traffic, and of course now we don't have that ability, you know, because of COVID, the pandemic, if you just did some tweaking 
especially if you had a restaurant or something that a person would be interested in, you could really turn your business around dramatically, right? Oh, certainly, certainly. Now look, look at this is this is kind of this is crazy to realize. Look at this dot dash. This is the um, third quarter twenty twenty. Dot dash. Dot dash revenue increased twenty six percent. Okay, to fifty point eight million dollars that quarter, which is the fourteenth consecutive quarter of double digit revenue growth. Wow. What is fourteen quarters? 14 quarters. It's three plus years, right? That's three yeah, and a half three years. years. Mm -hmm. For three and a half years, every quarter, they experienced double digit revenue growth. Oh, yeah. That, that's a game changer. I mean, that's unheard of. And do you know what they, do you know what their product is at this company? This is crazy. Their product is articles about braised beef short ribs. Do they sell anything? The answer is a, emphatic no wow. they don't sell anything okay dot dash doesn't sell products they present information that people are looking for right okay so okay so we're, okay, i don't want to get too far so that um, was number uh, one advertising. advertising so you guys can see how lucrative advertising is so number two okay let's look at number two affiliate marketing Okay. So let's ask that question. What is affiliate marketing? Okay. Affiliate marketing in its simplest terms is a referral commission for sending somebody to buy something somewhere else. Okay. Uh, what's, what's a good example? Like, you know, like a friend of your, okay. An illegal example is a realtor has a friend who refers him a friend and gives that friend some money. Okay. Realtors are not supposed to do that. Okay. Right. Right. That's, that's, that's a referral commission. That's supposed to be done, right? Okay. <laughs> but an auto a auto dealer can't. Okay. Because there's no licensing involved. So if you want to refer a friend to someone that you know who sells cars, right? Mm -hmm. And you can do that and they can give you a referral commission. That's right, something exactly. that works. Now, affiliate marketing, and I can see it actually. Somebody, people are posting. Oh, that's you posting. <laughs> that's me. Yeah, I was putting it in. So, because what, what, one of the things you look at is, um, even in my business, right? Um, I've, I've had clients uh, or friends refer me, um, clients, bookkeeping clients, especially if it was a big one. And I would give them a, a if it, especially if it was no way I could have had access and guarantee to get that client, but because it came through them, then they'll give me a percentage of that or, um, I, I, I have quite a few affiliate partners um, where if they're having an event and I help them sell tickets, then I get an affiliate a co a commission, so the fee or referral fee for yep. sending them over there. So it's really become the new way of, of, of another revenue stream, actually. Yes. And you talked about it a second ago, you know, when, when a food blogger, any blogger talks about a product, people... You said people tend to go to buy it, right? What yes. was the number? Food, um, 80, 84% of consumers make purchases based upon reading about a product or a service on a blog. Okay. So let's say, for example, that you and I, okay, uh, I don't know if you can see us on this tiny screen. I am holding in my hand what's called an ember cup. Okay. okay. This is a coffee mug that um, keeps your coffee hot. Yeah, my sister has one of those. Okay, kind of neat, right? 
Um, this one's small. My, my complaint here is it's 10 ounces. I'll drink this in like a second. But um, <laughs> I mean, we can do a we can do a review on this Ember mug. Okay. Mm-hmm. And if we did, you know, people will go to our website and they'll read about it and we will make money from the ads that appear in the margins. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, as you said, there's a good chance that the people reading about it will go to buy it. Mm-hmm. Okay. But let me ask you this. What if you took the extra step of putting a link inside that post to allow them to buy it through your affiliate link and you can earn some money from it. Let's look what that, let's take a look at what that looks like. Okay. Oops. Let me try to get the right screen here. Um, here we go. Let's go back to pinch of yum. Here's an article that they wrote about easy honey lemon chicken. Okay. Mm-hmm. There we go. It's a recipe. They talk about how great it is to make it, blah, blah, blah. And then they have a, nope, that's the wrong one. <laughs> there we go. There's no need bread, right? Mm-hmm. Here's a list of equipment they use to make the no need bread. They use stainless steel mixing bowls, a wooden spoon, and a Dutch oven. There's a buy now button underneath each one of them. Click the Dutch oven, and I'm going to Amazon to buy that Dutch oven. Right? Mm-hmm. You can you can write about products and review them and do whatever you want, and then put an affiliate marketing link right inside your post. And when people buy this Dutch oven from Amazon, they get paid. A small percentage, I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. But still, I mean, how you already made money from the traffic. The affiliate marketing money is just, you know, that's just icing on the cake. That's some additional revenue. Um, revenue. So this, I, I, I just pulled up something. So 60% of merchant merchants that report an annual affiliate marketing revenue of up to 20%. Um, so that's, that's a nice little, that's a nice little number there. Yep. And it's amazing. I mean, like, you know, it's, 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 uh, in fact, pinch of yums earlier, a couple of years ago, their, uh, I think it, what was it like three years ago, their affiliate marketing revenue monthly was topping four grand. I mean, yeah. 4,000 bucks is more than the average American family makes a month. And, and that's another revenue stream. Yeah. They're making mm-hmm. off of referrals to like wooden spoons, instant pots <laughs> and Dutch ovens. I mean, <laughs> crazy right right exactly marketing and affiliate marketing isn't just kitchen equipment it could be it could be camera equipment because actually anything that amazon sells can be accessed with an affiliate link okay okay Okay. so it could be um it could be cookware it could be electronics it could be patio furniture it could be um pens you name it if amazon sells it computer equipment if they sell it, you can make money by linking people to it. I think okay. it's excellent. Excellent. It's awesome so what's place. number three? Let's look at number three. Let's go back to our list. Affiliate marketing. Okay. Number three, sponsorship. Okay. Sponsorship. Sponsorship and advertising sound very similar. Okay. Mm-hmm. The difference between sponsorship and advertising is that you as a you as a brand have a direct relationship with your sponsor. Mm-hmm. So when we were looking at the ads that were appearing on the sites I was looking at, mm-hmm. those companies didn't have any relationship with those ads. Those those ad companies they didn't have a relationship with. Um, for example, um, 
that poise company. They didn't have a relationship with poise. Right. Okay? But this is what sponsorship looks like. Let's use um let's use Pinky M again because they have a sponsor. Mm -hmm. I believe this one's right here. So this is their um what's this? This is their honey lemon chicken again, right? Right. So the article talks about making this 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 honey lemon chicken, and you'll notice right there, this recipe is sponsored by Lodge Cast Iron. Mm -hmm. So Lodge paid them to create this post. And what do they do? If you look at the contents of the post, it doesn't come off as a commercial. Because, I mean, just read through it. And I mean, like, here's the first paragraph, right? Featured comment. Well, this is a comment. It's not even them. If you look at this paragraph, they don't even mention the word lodge. Mm. If you look at this paragraph, lodge isn't there again. Now, here's a lodge product in the photo. There it is again. You don't you don't even see the word lodge on the on the product yet. Right. But I'm going to reach out to you to find out cuz I'm going to think that 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 cast iron pot is the only pot could make the my chicken look like your chicken if I bought that pot, right? Here it is right there. This is the first time they mentioned lodge. Okay. This this paragraph right here is the only one that even reads somewhat like a commercial. Okay. Okay. But, but it doesn't really read like one. They they mean they really use the product. Okay. Mm. And there it is. And they really don't mention Lodge again. Right. Uh, so yeah, they have Lodge here. They talk about it a bit more, but this doesn't read like a commercial at all. This is a sponsored post. Okay. Now, this this brand uh, pinch of yum only does like three or four sponsored posts a month maximum. Mm. And they get about twenty-five dollars to $30,000 for that per month. Wow. Three posts for 30 grand. Not bad, right? Not course, bad at all, media. man. Not some social bad. media shout outs. <laughs> but, you know, and they get that kind of, of love from their sponsors because they have traffic. They yeah. get that kind of sponsorship because they're publishing content that is drawing in a lot of traffic because the content is about popular topics. So okay. the key is the developing the, spot, the, the content. Content about popular topics. That is the key. So okay. I'll, I'll show you, I mean, like, and, and let's look at another example of, uh, of sponsorship. Let me see if I can find another good one. Actually, it's them again. Um, is the instant, is this sponsored the instant, this one here? No, this one's not. This talks about instant pot oh this is a, this is another another affiliate so they they wrote an, a post about uh, instant pot recipes and this thing is chock full of affiliate links mm. um sponsorship wise i believe this is this bread one sponsored i don't know if it is or not because they're using lodge again it might not be no this is not so this one is not a sponsored post Okay, so sponsorship can be very, very powerful. Yeah, okay. So awesome. Um, and that's quite a bit because so the sponsors is gonna pay sponsorship is gonna pay you more money than you would if you had your advertising. You could have multiple advertising, but sponsorship is, is a relationship that you've yes. actually created. And so sponsorship usually comes later on in the business. 
because you have okay. to, you have to have you have to have an online presence that that makes a sponsor sponsor want to work with you. Okay. Advertising can come automatically in the beginning. Sponsorship takes time to cultivate. Okay. okay? It takes more work, but it is one of the five. Okay. Let's and let's number jump. Four? Let's jump on the next one. Oh yeah, products. So a lot of times when I ask a person what are their ideas for making money online, they want to sell stuff. Oh man, I'd like to have a clothing line. I want to have, you know, people have ideas. Like I want to do t-shirts. I want to do hoodies. I want to do, you know, some people want to um, find products. They want to have an Amazon store. Mm -hmm. Okay, yes. Selling your own products online is one of the ways you can make money. Another variation of selling products online is selling products that uh, that come through the um, the drop shipping route. Okay, mm. that's another option. So anytime you are moving a anytime you are moving a product online, this is what we're talking about. Okay, okay. I don't recommend this from the get go simply because you have to invest in it. If you're making your own products, you have to design them, right? If you're going to be selling products online on a smaller scale, you have to store them somewhere. You have to ship them out. Mm -hmm. right? When you're bigger, all, all of that can be automated. But in the beginning, you know, who, and I have clients who do that. Like I have a client who became, who's a really good friend. Actually, he's a, he's a friend who became a client. Um, they sell, uh, one of their products is, 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 is activewear. And mm. um, he does sell, he fulfills it himself. He's got a garage full of product and once a week, he takes all that product, puts it inside those little Mylar bags, heads down to the post office and sends it out <laughs> to the people. Right? He, he does, I mean, you know, he just, you know, he has the time. Right, he has time. Now, yeah. I found, um, I don't know if you guys can see, I have to stand up a little bit. So this is our T-shirt line ah, and that, that we're producing for the business zone. And we actually have a company that will do all the drop ship. You just, we just designed it. Uh they're creating they've created a merch store for me and you check you select your the the shirt that you want i price it and they will we pay we have to price it over what we pay for it and then they do all the drop ship so that's how we're going to create we've created our that merch line. that actually that is that is following the um that is another product variation we call that referred to as print on demand yes and you know the, the the product segment of uh, digital entrepreneurship is vast. Um, you can spend you can spend, you know, um, if you want to do courses, you can spend endless hours on on uh, product variations. Right. right. But one of the reasons why I don't advise it in the beginning is because it does take a bit more work, and in the time that it takes you to to ideate products and produce them mm -hmm. uh, in the designs, you could write a lot of a lot of uh, digital content that can draw traffic instead. Right, so, exactly. Yeah, generally speaking, products don't draw eyeballs. You normally have to draw eyeballs in to show them products. Mm. Um, that's what I found. Okay. okay. So the, the funny part is this, I mean, like in this business, in the overall business model, well, actually, let's, let's take a look at something here real quick. And I don't I don't want to lean too heavily on this example, but look at this look at this um, look at this website this one this web page. Mm -hmm. okay. What do we know so far about ways you can make money? Advertising uh, is one of them, right? 
Yes. There's an ad right there. There's an ad right there on the top. It's for Amazon Fresh, and there's an ad right there in the bottom. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another ad right there. Okay. So this this page itself has advertising on it. Okay. What's another way we know to make money? Sponsorship. Sponsorship. This same page has a post on it that is sponsored by Lodge Cast Iron. So advertising, sponsorship, both appear here. What's another way we know to make money? Um, we know that affiliate marketing, right? Marketing, affiliate, affiliate marketing. marketing, right? Go down this list, and I don't, I don't know if this one does it, but is, is there, a, is there a link to buy one of these things? I think there's a down at the very bottom. There was uh, some some a kitchen uh, uh, the 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 pot that they use right here, right here. This this, okay. this actual response recipe. Click it, and it takes you to buy it in the lodge store. Ah, okay, yes. So you've got you've got advertising, sponsorship, affiliate marketing. Three of the five methodologies are represented on this single page. Mm. Okay. This website, now, now this funny, they used to sell their own product. They used to have a um, an ebook that dealt with taking food photographs. It was called the Tasty Food Photography ebook. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they still sell it. I don't think they do. I think they pulled it, they pulled it, so they, they no longer maintain it. Well, see, there, there's a cookbook, but that's that that's a free cookbook you get just for subscribing to the list. Subscribing to them. So but that's they, also so they you following them yeah so they no longer sell their own product they used to have their own product in the in the food photography ebook they took it out of their 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 uh, their their um their lineup okay. okay okay so they chose not to focus on their own products anymore they they were making and I, I was i was talking to a client about that earlier today too when you've been in operation for a while you can determine you know what makes you the most money and then you can also determine what you spend your time on mm-hmm. and if you're spending too much time in areas that are not as profitable, you can just redirect that time into areas that are profitable and cut out the ones that aren't. Okay. Makes sense. And you're making, you know, you're being, you're, 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 especially if your, your page is, your site is being very productive, then, you know, you, you can make those decisions. Yeah. There you go. And so there is, yes, there's your own products. Okay. And the final number five, the last one of the bunch, number five. Is membership okay okay membership is this and i and i i I use the term mailbox money (laughs) okay this is something that you usually only get when you have a skill an actor an actor who records a who does a who appears in a commercial if they if their agent is good they get residuals whenever it airs Mm -hmm. right uh maybe they uh maybe you're on a tv series Whenever episodes rerun, you get paid, mm-hmm. right? Those are residuals. And okay, that's residual payment, right? Membership is a form of residual. Okay. Okay. So membership is membership in a digital product is something that you can have without a skill. Okay. You don't have to be able to act. You don't have to be able to sing. You don't have to be able to play an instrument. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have any of those skills. You don't have to be able to be good at sports. You can simply repost content that people are willing to pay for, find out what people want, assemble it, and charge to access it every month. Mm-hmm. Okay, examples of membership. Let's talk about membership examples. 
Um, Amazon membership. Okay, if you are if you're using it, if you're buying products on Amazon, you are paying every year for the uh, you know for the for the ability to do so. Right. Like you're paying them to be able to shop on their site. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Think about that. Okay. How many stores can you go to that that you're willing to pay to be able to for the for the privilege shopping there? Right. Right. And and, and what, what they, they do is they they give you prime prime uh, no postage in order yep. to but but again that's for their benefit because if you don't have to pay postage and it's a prime product. Right then you're going to shop more, right? So it's to their benefit. That's one method. That's one way to be a membership, uh, be a member. There's another, there's others. Um, uh, like, for example, we use an exact, we showed an example years ago in our courses. Uh, Chloe, was it Courtney? Courtney Kardashian was charging membership to access, um, to access areas of her website, mm-hmm. right? And um, she was able to charge that because, People wanted to see, you know, the, the the private stuff she would post to her members only, right? Mm-hmm. And they were very disappointed to find out that her private content was just lists of things she likes to buy, with affiliate <laughs> links to go have you buy them. <laughs> <laughs> but she was millions of dollars in membership for that short period of time until people looked at it and said, "I don't want to be a member of this," right? Yeah. But they joined because of the fame, right? Right. You just if you're gonna have membership as part of your digital lineup, you have to find something that's worth paying for over and over again. Right? Yeah. It could be a subscription to a product, right? You know, a consumable. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you know, you, you seen the Dollar Shave Club? The Dollar Shave yeah. Club, where yeah, that's membership. Right, exactly. Right? That so is something membership. that people will want and, and it's a reoccurring. Um, that they're going to have, they're going to benefit from benefit. Beer, from a it. beer of the month club or a cheese of the month club. That's mm-hmm. membership. You just got to figure yeah. out what can you, and that's why membership is something that I feel not everybody can make their way into. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, because not everybody can, can come around to something that they can create that people will consistently come out of pocket for. Exactly. Okay. But it's a great fit. There's a lot of ways that membership works. Okay, so we got the top five. We have, uh, we'll run back through it, guys. We have um, number one was, um, where where, were we? Uh, Advertising. Number two is affiliate marketing. Right? Number three is uh, sponsorship. Number four is your own products and number five is uh membership yep so let's go backwards membership products sponsorship affiliate marketing and advertising everything that you see online is feeding into one of those five revenue streams no matter what a person does online, they make money in one of those five ways. There's no way to make money online that doesn't fit into those. And, and it seems like uh, the first three, you can get that move. You can actually start generating some sort of percentages uh, when you first create your content. But how, how do I bring that content to the people that's going to follow me? 
Ah, okay. So actually, we um, that starts off a whole other conversation. But tell you, let's let's leave them with this. I mean, like you know, I said earlier that the way to find, I wouldn't say I don't like to use the word guaranteed, but to have a better chance of having the one business that succeeds is to open up ten, right? Mm -hmm. Ten solid ideas run properly. You can open up 10 sites like I just showed you, okay, tomorrow, okay, for a startup cost under 500 bucks. Mm. Under 500 bucks and some elbow grease on your part, you can have 10 sites like those running. Okay, okay? I, I love it. That's, so and, and, and from there, that's where how we tell how, how you, you know, once you start that process for yourself, then you learn how to drive the traffic to them. I mean, it's really, really simple. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of like falling off a log if you understand the basics of it. You just got to take, you just got to take yourself out of the equation and think entirely about the consumer and what it wants to consume. That's, yeah. that's it. Okay. So I'm excited. So, you know, I've been working with you for a while. Um, and, uh, we're excited because in January, we're going to kick off our platform, right? Yes. Yes. And so we want you guys to stay tuned, um, cause DigiNet is going to kick off a learning platform, an on-demand learning platform. Yes. It's going to, it's going to be video on demand. It's a learning community where everything that I've talked about, we're going to be getting into that in depth. And we're going to be showing you the step-by-step mechanics of doing this for yourself. I really believe that there's nobody out there that can't do this. I mean, like this, you don't have to be the kind of person who can get a law degree to be able to do this. In fact, I know some people who are doing this and are extremely successful who I would almost say are disabled. Okay. Mm. Not because they're like, you know, developmentally disabled, but they're just a bunch of idiots and they're doing this. (laughs) They're succeeding. They're failing forward. Okay. <laughs> I like that. Failing forward. They're failing forward. If this was 1970, this person wouldn't have even survived till 25. And they're an online millionaire. Okay. Come on. Because they know they knew one thing. They all that they knew was they're giving an audience what it wants. <laughs> it just okay. is amazing to me. Uh, so many, so many clients that I have. Okay, the clients that I have that don't really bust out and make great things with this are clients that insist on giving the audience what it thinks they want. Okay. Okay. Versus reaching out the audience. And it's, it's kind of like, you know, every, okay, let's talk about our parents. Okay. We're, we're running out of time, but let's talk a quick talk about our parents, right? My mom, okay, I'm Filipino. Okay. Uh-huh. For those of you wondering what I am. Okay. I am Filipino. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. There's, there's some comments down there. Was this a native American guy? No, no. Is he Mexican? No. Okay. <laughs> So well, I'm Filipino and, uh, you know, my, I, I come from, you know, my, my both on both sides, we come from, so the Philippines is a poor place, right? There's, there's a really huge difference between people who have and people who don't have, right? Okay. Um, my family is educated. My mom, okay. My mom's a dietitian. Her, her, her side of the family is all in medicine. Uh, my father's a banker, was a banker and retired now. Mm. Um, and you know, the, my mom's, my mom's, vision her her idea of what the philippines is is a bunch of highly educated people he, my mom doesn't see the poverty in the at least she does they might she might see it now because they spend time there retired right but mm-hmm. my mom always thought that the philippines was people like her she didn't 
understand like the level of poverty that was there, the level levels of education, she always thought that the country was just like she was, right? Mm. And that's how most, that's the problems that people get in business. People create businesses to service themselves and not the markets that they really want to service because everybody, all these business people think that, that, that they represent the markets, that they truly do, right? But they don't, right? Mm. Um, they, need to, they need to get out there into the market and find out what the market wants and deliver that, not what they think the market wants. Okay. Anyway, that's, I mean, it's, that's, we're soapboxing again. Let me get off that, that, that little soapbox. Um, sorry about that. I've hijacked that section. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. It's okay. So, so um, we are going to be launching out. In the meantime, if anyone's listening, how, how should they reach out to us in order to um, get more information um, about uh, what we're going to launch in January? Okay. Um, Right now, okay, so the site is being built out. It's live, but it shouldn't be live because uh, I'm, I'm really dinking with it. But um, they can email me directly. Okay, so I'm going to put your email. And uh, I've got a ton of emails, but the one that I want them to email me at is A is in Apple, P is in Paul, S-A-N-T-O-S. Let me go. Uh, more information or inquiries. Inquiries. How about inquiries. that? There we go, yeah. <laughs> inquiries. Uh, let's spell it right. Is um, email or uh, what is it? AP Santos. AP Santos at diginetcorp.com. So digi d i g e n e t. It stands e for Digital Network. Okay. Uh, corp. Corp. com. Or is, okay. this pop, is this going to pop into the comments or is it going to pop? It is going to pop into the comments uh, right this minute. There right it is. On the right side. Look at there it. you go. That is so correct. Those are the inquiries. And uh, so, guys, we want this is uh, Armand and I, t- about three, three years ago, we were really, we were having workshops every week because we really want to help you become that digital entrepreneur. And so, we're going to show you how to go about doing that. Um, this is the guru right here. The guy knows how to make money from from. Word. Uh, make, he, yeah, the guru. He knows how to make money online, and uh, so we want to make sure that you change your business. And we're sitting in front of our computer, so we might as well be making money while we're sitting here. Yeah. Uh, uh, when we first started this a couple of years ago, Armand, I had just started. Um, I hadn't even started my garden yet, but since that time, I've started my garden. I have probably close to 3,000 images that I've been taking of the garden from the inception uh, to the now. And so I can't wait to get ex- uh, started with my um, uh, platform so that I can really start to generate revenue. And then um, there's something else I was interested in. And I was going to have, I was going to have two. I can't remember what the other one was, but uh, this one I definitely am looking it wasn't forward tennis, to. was it? Wasn't tennis, but it could be tennis. It could be tennis. It could be um, our online, our our business. Oh, I know what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the podcast mm. and I'm going to create a blog that's specifically to that relate to the podcast, uh, the business zone with Crystal and Gilbert, and that way I can sell affiliate products with books that we refer to and all kinds of things. So I'm really excited. 
come January, I'm making my new plan uh, for 2022. I want you guys to join us so that you can also make your plan for 2022. And uh, 80-something percent of or, or those numbers you were talking about, seven digits, six, five uh, uh, million dollars, that's game-changing. You can scale a business that you start up for less than $500 into a seven-figure business. It's nowhere, No other environment exists that you can do that. That's why I'm 100% putting my efforts online nowadays. I mean, the, the real world, the real world can just, you know, it can just go crawl away. I'm online. <laughs> I'm online. Well, I'm joining you <laughs> because I want to less. I want to. I want to make more and work less. <laughs> That's what I want to do. So I, I see this, and and we're gonna. Go, I'm gonna go through the steps myself. So I want you guys all, and especially those that are tuned in, and those that's going to tune in as we as I market out this platform. This is digital entrepreneurship on how to make money online that can really be a game changer for your daily business and generate far more money than I think you could make with your limited resources or your yep. limited staff. Um, you, you, you can't do this with a, with a small staff. You can't yeah. do this in a limited capacity, but you could make that kind of money doing and creating content. And if any of us have been in business for five years, 10 years, 15, 20, 30 years, we got content that you can, I got yeah. 540, 60 something videos in my yeah. archive on YouTube from the inception of the business zone to now. So converting and beyond, that. beyond that, if you mean, if you don't have content, I mean, don't, don't be despondent if you don't have content. Uh, part of what we'll be going over in the community is how to generate content without having to break a sweat about how to do it. Right. We can show you quite easily how to generate unlimited amounts of content. You know, it's it's I mean, it's it's just amazing. You know, I, I mean, I'm excited about it. So, so we're gonna... uh, we want you guys to get excited. And Armand, I want to thank you so much for sitting in for Gilbert. Um, you, 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 this is going to be awesome. Uh, he and I were excited about this two years ago. I'm really excited because now we've actually created a digital platform for it. And um, he's been working hard at it. So now we want to share it with you guys. And um, so you will be Stay tuned. If you want more information about this, uh, email Armand Santos and let me put his name here so you'll know who he is. <laughs> He's absolutely awesome. He is my digital entrepreneur uh, guru. So hopefully we, I'll share him with you guys for just a little bit. <laughs> I'm being let out of my box. <laughs> I'll share them with you, but you got to come over to the platform to really get full access to him. <laughs> there we go. So there oh, you there go. There you Perfect. go. Armand Santos. So he's a digital consultant and we are excited. So with that, guys, we are come. We are down to our last few minutes and we want to thank you so much for tuning into the business zone with Crystal and Gilbert. Um, we broadcast live every Friday afternoon at three o'clock. Uh, to four, four thirty ish, 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 and you can go over to the business zone on YouTube. And I'm gonna ask you guys to subscribe, 
to our YouTube channel so that you get notification every week um, on uh, when we're going to broadcast. Uh, you will be able to see it on our website. So you can go over to our website, thebusinesszonewithcrystalandgilbert.com. You can go to our Facebook page, to our LinkedIn page. We are there, all that information, and you can find us there with our contact information. Gilbert, get well. We want to see you come back yes, here Robert. really soon. And Armand, again, thank you so much for all of your vast knowledge and sharing it with our community. So with Thanks that, guys, oh, you're so welcome. With that, guys, we're going to um, end the show. So have a great week. Be safe. Make sure you continue to mask up. We are not out of the pandemic by no means. And uh, as a reflection of that, Gilbert has COVID. So be safe, guys. Take care of your families. Um, get your vaccination, not for yourself, but for your family, for your friends, and for your community. So I am Crystal Mitchell. We are signing off, and we will see you next Friday. Have a great weekend, and uh, be safe. Thanks, guys. As a small biz pro, I saw we roll Using procurement, program, and control As a small biz pro, I saw we grow Using procurement, program, and control I'm a business man, yes I'm an entrepreneur